Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What is up, everybody? What's going on? I'm Milan Jordan. Welcome to the MMA Daily Blitz, part of the DSB Media Podcast Network. Hey, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, also check out our YouTube page, and you can follow me on Twitter at Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz presented by BetUS.com. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Oh, a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. You bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, fights owe plenty in MMA last weekend. Each of the top three North American promotions had events starting on Friday night with Bellator 284. Uh, there were no titles on the line, but still some names and, and some exciting fights as well. Let's start with the main event. Goiti Yamauchi scored a second-round knockout over Neiman Gracie. After a back-and-forth scramble, the fight was back on the feet when Yamauchi dropped his guard allowing Gracie to land some punches. Uh, but in doing so, Gracie ended up pushing forward and maybe a little recklessly as maybe like a uh, bait-and-switch type thing. Uh, Yamauchi countered with a beautiful uppercut that put Gracie down to end the fight. Uh, with the win, Yamauchi improves to 2-0 and in the Bellator welterweight division. And his 12th finish is tied for third most in Bellator, well, uh, Bellator history regardless of division. Uh, he also becomes the first fighter in Bellator history to earn both knockout and submission victories in three different weight classes. Of course, he did this at 170. Previously, he had done it at 155 and 145. Co-main event, it was a heavyweight bout that ended pretty quickly. Uh, Steve Maury and Valentin Moldovsky was ruled a no contest due to an accidental eye poke to Maury. Uh, once he got poked in the eye, Mari had trouble seeing, so the doctor ended up waving the fight off just 54 seconds in. Uh, we saw the return of former women's flyweight champ Elima Lay McFarlane, and she got back on the winning track with a unanimous decision win over Bruna Ellen. Uh, McFarlane was in control for most of this fight, and with the victory, she snaps a two-fight losing streak. Heavyweight bout, it was Gokan Sarakan with a split decision victory over Saeed Selma. In the first fight on the main card, Aaron Jeffrey, he dropped Austin Vanderford in the opening seconds of the contest with a right hook. And it turned out to be that would be a sign of things to come as Aaron Jeffrey ends up winning by TKO at just 125 of the very first round. As I mentioned, it was a very busy weekend of fights. Continued Saturday afternoon with the PFL playoffs, uh, the second installment of the playoffs this year. In the welterweight division, uh, Magomed Umaltov, he couldn't get a visa into Wales, which is where this uh, event was taking place. So uh, late repla very late replacement was Delano Taylor and ended up fighting Rory McDonald. And Delano Taylor made the most of it, scoring a first-round TKO to advance to the final. 
so Ty- Taylor will now face Sadabu C, who beat Carlos Leal by unanimous decision. Speaking of Rory McDonald, uh, that was the first time he had been finished in the first round in his long MMA career. And now we have some more news on Rory McDonald a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, another alternate advance to the playoff final, this time in the heavyweight division, as Matthias Scheffel won with a standing TKO in round number three over another late replacement in Juan Adams. Scheffel will next face Ante Dalia, who beat Hanan Ferreira with a first-round TKO. All right, Saturday night goes on to the UFC as the Ultimate Fighting Championship returned to San Diego for a fight night card with a really good, really intriguing main event in the 135-pound division. Uh, the headline was uh, former two-time UFC and WEC Bantamweight champion Dominic Cruz going against the red-hot Marlon Chito Vera. Uh, Cruz controlled the pace in the first two rounds, easily winning those first two rounds, in my opinion, and in the judges' eyes. Third round was kind of close. Uh, judges seemed to score it for Vera. And, yeah, I would give a slight edge to uh, Marlon Vera in that third round. Uh, look, Marlon Vera has shown in the past that he is more than capable of turning a fight or ending a fight on a dime, one-punch power. And this Saturday, it was no different. Uh, in the fourth round, Cruz landed a punch and then dipped to his right after he landed that punch. And that was just enough of an opening for Marlon Vera as he landed a picture-perfect, highlight reel, devastating head kick to knock out Dominic Cruz immediately. And he ends up winning the fight in the fourth round. Uh, with that knockout win, Chito Vera now has 10 stoppages in the UFC Bantamweight division. Uh, that's the most in divisional history as he continues to make a case for a possible title shot. Uh, look, the top of the 135-pound uh, division is stacked. Everyone that's currently ranked ahead of uh, Chito Vera, who was fifth going into this fight, everyone ranked ahead of him, uh, scheduled the fight in the next two months, including champion Aljamain Sterling against TJ Dillashaw. Uh, Jose Aldo is also going to be in action here very soon later this month, in fact. so. But as for Dominic Cruz, it's his first loss in a non-title fight, just the fourth loss in 28 MMA fights. And look, I know Twitter is not an exact science. I get a lot of discussion uh, in the Twitterverse was maybe Dominic Cruz and hang it up. And look, he came out on Monday saying everything's fine. The body's fine. He feels fine. Look, Dominic Cruz looked good in this fight. It just Marlon Vera is that dangerous. And again, one punch power. And when he dipped his uh, Cruz landed that that punch and dipped his uh, head to the right, uh, that was right in the wheelhouse for uh, Marlon Vera to land that, that head kick. So uh, Dominic Cruz, I think, still has a lot to offer. And uh, while he might not get a title shot, you know, in the near future, down the road, he still could at the way the way the guy conditions himself and how he is such a student of the game. So uh, hopefully it's not the last of Dominic Cruz. We'll see him continue to fight for uh, many years to come. All right. The co-main event of this card was another fun fight. It was really fun to watch. Nate Landwehr took on David Onama. Onama put the pressure on early, uh, but once the second round started, uh, he looked started to look gas like he was just running on fumes uh for the rest of the way and that's you know at that point landwehr started to take control started to take over uh landwehr landed some heavy bombs that you thought might end the fight uh but onama to his credit showed some toughness yeah landwehr showed some toughness as well but uh in between the second and third rounds uh there was a discussion with the doctors and david onama asking if he could fight and it looked like you know the fight might end on the stool but onama answered the bell in the third round and threw a couple of desperation haymakers uh, that, you know, really rocked Landwehr, but 
to his credit, he observed those and Landward just kept on coming. Uh, but when all was said and done, uh, this fight went the distance and Nate Landwehr ends up winning by unanimous decision. Fight of the night, uh, one of the most entertaining fights uh, in any division in 2022 uh, so far. Next was a strawweight matchup featuring two women making their UFC debuts. Uh, Yasmin Yarugi stays unbeaten with a unanimous decision victory over Yasmin Lucindo. Azamat Mirzakhanov improved to 12-0 in his MMA career thanks to a third-round TKO win over Devin Clark. Uh, a TKO win, not surprising for uh, Mirzakhanov, as nine of his 12 victories have been by knockout. Priscilla Cashera made very quick work of Ariane Lipsky. Uh, she scored a TKO win with some brutal ground and pound. It didn't take long at all, just 65 seconds uh, for Cashera. It's her fourth win in her last five fights. Opening night of the uh, opening fight of the main card, uh, Jared Mearsharp submitted Bruno Silva by guillotine choke in round number three. Highlighting a couple of the prelim fights, Angela Hill, former tough alumnus, she won for just the second time in her last seven fights, uh, winning by unanimous decision over Lupe Godinez. And Nina Nunez and Cynthia Cavillo were supposed to fight uh, a month ago, got canceled on fight day uh, after Nunez uh, suffered a, a, a stomach ailment. But these two finally got together this past Saturday, and it was a very close fight, but uh, Nina Nunez ends up winning by split decision. And after the fight, she took her gloves off, put them in the center of the octagon, and announced her retirement. Uh, she said it wasn't a snap decision. This is something that's been brewing for a while. And Nina Nunez says she wants to step away from fighting to have more children and spend more time with her family. Uh, she and her wife, UFC champion Amanda Nunez, uh, they do have a young daughter. So best of luck to Nina Nunez in retirement. Uh, she wasn't the only fighter to retire after fighting this past weekend. Uh, Rory McDonald mentioned him earlier. Uh, he was finishing the first round for the first time in his long career uh, by Delano Taylor in the PFL playoffs. Well, on Sunday, uh, McDonald announced his retirement via his Instagram page. Uh, McDonald, this is him retiring is not really surprising. Maybe the timing of 24 hours after fighting and losing, uh, but you can tell this is something that's kind of brewing for a while there. And uh, just remember a few years back, anyone who follows the sport or Rory McDonald, uh, you might recall a few years ago, uh, McDonald came out publicly saying that he was starting to have some uh, internal conflicts about being a fighter, especially in terms of dishing out damage to his opponents. Uh, so he decided to retire uh, this past su su uh, Sunday at just 33 years old, but still had a 17-year career. He was fighting as a pro since he was 16 years old. Uh, McDonald fought for a welterweight title in the UFC uh, before becoming a champion in Bellator. And then the last two years, he competed in the PFL, losing in the welterweight uh, playoff semifinals uh, in both of those years. McDonald, his, he finishes his career with 23 wins, 10 losses, and one no contest. And after George St. Pierre, uh, Rory McDonald, arguably one of the top Canadian MMA fighters of all time. Uh, runner Rory McDonald's 23 wins was over UFC Hall of Famer, the prodigy BJ Penn. Well, you may or may not know BJ Penn ran for governor in Hawaii, but last week he lost in the Republican primary by a wide margin. Uh, on the fighting side, BJ Penn has not fought since uh, May of 2019 when he lost to Clay Guida. That was his seventh straight loss for BJ Penn over a nearly 10-year stretch dating back to when he lost the lightweight title to Frankie Edgar. 
Uh, more MMA news. Uh, last time we saw Shane Burgos, he scored a majority decision win over Charles Jordan at UFC Long Island about a month ago uh, when that was the last fight of Burgos's UFC contract. Thus, he was a free agent. Well, he announced on the MMA Hour earlier this week that he has signed with the PFL a two-year contract. Uh, Burgos will compete in the featherweight division in the 2023 season and then move up to lightweight the following year. Uh, Burgos, uh, one of the most exciting young up-and-coming fighters in MMA, has a 15-3 professional record and 8-3 in the UFC. All right, that'll do it for the MMA Daily Blitz. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. I will talk to you later this week with a look at the third leg of the 2022 PFL playoffs featuring Kayla Harrison, along with the next UFC pay-per-view. That's Saturday night, UFC 278, Usman versus Edwards 2. Plus, I'll update you on any other happenings in the world of MMA on the MMA Daily Blitz presented by BetUS.com, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you later.